Romans 8, verses 38 to 39. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. The angels can't and the demons can't. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, and even the powers of hell can't keep God's love away. Whether we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of our God that is revealed in Jesus Christ our Lord. Good morning, everyone. Um, Luke, that was great. Thank you for that. So, um, I don't really know how to start this, I guess. Um, Originally, I was going to talk about like how I've been blessed at school from my father in heaven. Um, I've been at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo for the past year, and I haven't felt closer to God like ever since going to school. So I've really been blessed that way. But I changed my mind, and um, something, a couple of things really stuck out to me. So um, I guess the first thing is, it's a question, and is it, do you really know how much your God loves you? Um, so I guess we can start out. If you want to open with me, it's Romans 8, verses 31 to 39. I'm going to read the whole thing, and then we're going to talk about it. Um, so verse 31 says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scripture says, for, you, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay, so verse 31. The second question is, if God is for us, who can ever be against us? Okay. That right there is like the coolest verse ever, I think. So, um, can you remember when you were little and you thought your daddy could do anything? Like, he's better than anyone. Um, That was before you realized that your dad is only human and he can make mistakes. Well, this is real. (laughs) Our dad, our heavenly dad up in heaven, he can do anything. And nothing can ever separate us from that. He doesn't make mistakes. Um, Verses 33 and 34. Um, Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. And then it keeps going. So it's just more evidence of what God will and can do to keep us. Um, Verses 37 to 38. This is how I process. So sorry if this is really structured. (laughs) Um, yeah, so can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it um, mean no longer, does he no longer love us if we have all these different troubles? Um, Just like our earthly dads, even though we mess up, um, our Heavenly Father still loves us immensely. (laughs) 
and we can be victorious through him. Um, and then verses 38 and 39, what Trevor read earlier. Um, yeah, so Paul's making it very clear that nothing at all, nothing on this earth, nothing supernatural, nothing at all can separate us from God's love. And so the first time I really heard that, which is like I, that I actually paid attention and actually like let it sink in, um, I was actually kind of doubtful, which sounds really weird to me because like you would think that after going to church for so long and after being um, part of a part of this Christian family, like that I would have understood that by now. But um, that's not true. Like I was actually kind of doubtful and. Um, just think, just think about it, like this huge being that like we can't even see. He loves all of me, and he loves all of you. I think that sounds kind of crazy, but it is kind of crazy. <laughs> but guess what? Um, I was like so far from the truth. Um, God loves me on such a personal level, and he loved me even before I came into being. Um, and he loves all of you just the same. Every single one of us. And we don't even deserve it. God gave us this love for free, basically, on our part. He spent so much just to keep all of us a part of his family. So that brings us to the next part, which is in Ephesians. It's Ephesians 1, 3 to 8. Again, I'm going to read the whole thing. So I just think this is awesome. <laughs> Um, all praises to God, the Father of our Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us and who... Um, Sorry, who has he has poured out to us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us alone with all his wisdom and understanding. Okay, so this section is kind of a segue into um, my next like main point, I guess, which is um, our adoption into God's family. Um, but I think it's still like really cool and really important to like read. That um, so, if we were to read like just verse three, it that's like a summary of like chapters one, two, and three, which I thought was really cool. Like one little verse was like explained like three chapters. I thought that was really cool. Um, so verse three, all praises to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm because we are reunited with Christ. So. Everything we have is attributed to God. And everything that we see is also attributed to God. So it's hard not to see him anywhere, if you think about it. Um, and then, and we are blessed by him because we are united with Christ. Um, verses 4 and 5 is showing us that um, it says, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy without fault in his eyes. Um, he decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. So, Years before we were even ever thought of or born, God knew exactly who we were going to be, and he chose all of us. And I think this is really cool. <laughs> um, so, verses 6 through 8. Um, 
We praise God for his glorious grace that he's poured out on us. Uh, he's purchased our freedom, and he showered us with kindness and with wisdom and understanding. So do you see how much God loves you? Like, this is so simple, but at the same time, it's so complex. Like, even if you go, like, I looked in the back in my concordance for, like, all the different times that the word love is used. It took up, like, three pages. Like, that's everything God is. He even says, God is love. Like, <laughs> do you see how much he wants you to be a part of his family? Um, for those of you who are parents, I want you to think about it. This is hard for me to think about, even though I don't have kids. But um, could you even imagine having to give up one of your children or your child to save another child that doesn't even belong to you? Like, I don't have kids, and I thought that was, like, that would be so hard. Um, and But God did that. God did just that. God gave... Jesus, in exchange for all of us, and just so that we could call him our father, our dad, and that's so cool. I keep saying that just because it is. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) It is really cool. Okay, so um, we're going to go back to Romans, Romans 8, verses 14 through 17. Okay, so it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit, who has adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Okay, so um, these, all, these three verses are about adoption. Um, so verses 14 and 15 is saying that God, adop- God adopted us as his children and not as his slaves. So we don't have anything to fear. Um, he's adopted us as his own. And before our sinful nature um, separated us from God, but because he sent Christ to die for us um, on the cross for like all the sins of the world, we can now be united with Christ and with God our Heavenly Father. So that's super cool. <laughs> Um, verse 15 says, Abba, Father. Um, I know, I think we've talked about this before, but um, Abba means daddy. It's an intimate form of, it's an intimate name for um, a father. And Jesus uses this term when he talks to God. Um, and all of us who've become children of God through Jesus have the privilege of calling God the same name. How cool is that? <laughs> um, we get to call God our daddy, not just this like, huge being that is to be feared, like, he is to be feared, we should be respectful and fear him, but at the same time, we get to be super intimate and personal with this big, giant being, and get to call him our daddy. Um, This is proof that God really wants an intimate relationship with each one of us, and that was one thing that I had been struggling with up at school, is that, like, does God really want to, like, does he really want to have a relationship with me and this horrible person, and all this other stuff. And like, that's easy for us to think, but yeah, it's true. Like, everything in here that we're reading right now is proof that God really, really wants us to be part of his family and he really, really wants to get to know you. Um, So we're going to keep going. Verses um, 16 to 17. Um, So, for for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. So the Holy Spirit tells us that we're God's children, and because we're God's children, we get to share in the inheritance that's been promised to Jesus. And, like, how cool is that? (laughs) I don't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Um, and we get to inherit um, our salvation as well. So God's saving us through this and because he loves us so much. Um, what an amazing gift that is. Uh, we don't even deserve it. But God loves us so much that he gave it to us anyway. Like, he didn't tell us, no, you have to be punished first and then you get to have this. No, it's just like, here, if you want it, you can take it. But you can't give it back. Just take it. <laughs> and I want you to come pursue me. I want you to have a relationship with me. Um, so that's really awesome. Uh, however, just like Christ had to endure suffering, we also have to endure the difficulty of striving to live righteously in a sinful world. Um, God tells us that this road around is going to be full of obstacles and snares that Satan has set up just for us. But you know what? Um, your God, your dad, wants to save you. And he wants to make sure that you make it. That's how much he loves you. If you're faithful to him, he'll be faithful to you. And even when you're not faithful to him, he's still faithful to you. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> um, he'll hold your hand and he'll cheer you on the whole way through. You just have to ask. And that's so encouraging. That makes me want to, that makes me want to endure this suffering just so one day I get to see my daddy. So on this Father's Day, don't forget to acknowledge just how much your earthly dad have done for you as well as your heavenly dad. Um, God has done so much for us. It's hard for me to understand a lot of the time. And he'll be there for you always, even when it seems like he's not. Um, just look around, seriously. Like, just look outside. <laughs> in the vastness of, like, this earth, and, like, the, in the ocean, and, like, all the stars at night, in the smile of someone you know, in, like, the hug of someone that you love, he's everywhere. And it's all just to attribute us, or it's all to, like, point us back to him. And that's so cool. And guess what? Your daddy loves you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you to come together uh, this Father's Day weekend to celebrate all our earthly fathers, and especially to celebrate you. Uh, we praise those fathers who have striven to balance the demands of work, marriage, and children with an honest awareness of both joy and sacrifice. We praise those fathers who, lacking a good model for a father, have worked to become a good father. Let's pray for those fathers who, by their own account, were not always for their children, but who continue to offer those children now grown their love and support. We pray for the fathers who have been wounded by the neglect and hostility of their children. We also pray for those fathers who, despite divorce, have remained in their children's lives. We pray for those fathers whose children are adopted and whose love and support has offered healing. We pray for those fathers who, as stepfathers, freely choose the obligation of fatherhood and earn their stepchildren's love and respect. We pray those fathers who have lost a child to death and continue to hold their child in their heart. We pray those men who have no children, but cherish the next generation as if, it, they, were, as if it, they were their own. We pray for those men who have fathered us in their role as mentors and guides. We pray for those men who are about to become fathers, that they might openly delight in their children. And finally, we pray for those fathers who have died, but live on in our memory, and whose love continues to nurture us. We pray all these things in your name. Amen.